Good morning, Four Oaks Church. Let me just say before you all start emailing and texting me, I can see in my video producer announcer screen here that I'm a little out of focus, but hey, it's too late. We're live. We'll get our crack production team on it immediately. But anyway, welcome to this fine Thursday morning, crisp, chilly February 1st, if you can believe it or not. Anyway, so glad that you've joined us for this round of our pastoral devotionals. We are trekking through Matthew chapter 16. And so I invite you to flip over to your Bibles there. Jesus's uh, sort of last time that he is in Gentile territory, he's back on home soil. And who is there to greet him but the party poopers themselves, Pharisees and Sadducees. So let's read the passage and we're going to pick back up where we left off yesterday. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came, and to test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, Watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they began discussing it among themselves, saying, We brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, O oh, you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves for the five thousand and how many baskets you gathered? or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many baskets you gathered? How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So we left off last time talking about this idea of leaven and where it gets its uh, biblical framework from. We looked in Exodus and 1 Corinthians 5, and we noted that that leaven oftentimes, most oftentimes in Scripture, has, has a negative connotation, and not always, okay, but, some, but most of the time. And here, Jesus is warning them specifically about the contamination, the infection, the destruction that can happen, or they need to be aware of and be warned of, related to the, the, the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And so I think that's, we, we covered that yesterday. You can go back and listen to it. That's easily or, or easily grasp the concept. The question is, what, what exactly is Jesus referring to when he, when, he, when he notes the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees? What, is there a specific doctrine? I mean, the word literally means doctrine, right? Um, is there a specific um, teaching, or, or w what does he have in mind here? And that, that's what I want to camp out on. Now, the fact that Jesus groups this, this warning to the disciples as applying to both Pharisees and Sadducees um, on, the, on the surface might be a little confusing, okay? Because after all, while both they, they both comprise the two dominant 
ruling parties in the Sanhedrin and over the life of Israel, theologically, doctrinally, they were on completely different pages, right? The Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. Um, the Sadducees were ones to spiritualize the text. They were the one that they were the liberals, progressives of our day. They expanded um, the bounds of what was acceptable ethically, uh, morally. They loved to cozy up to the to the secular elites. They desired respectability. Um, <clears throat> they were ones to um, to sort of skirt over um, the uh, the law and use it more as a as a as a means by which to make themselves more socially um, acceptable to people, right? So so they were they were the liberals. Well, the Pharisees, on the other hand, of course, were the arch conservatives. They had a a, a very um, they were the fundamentalists of our age, right? They had a very strict narrow understanding of the word of God, but in their zeal to protect the word of God, what they ended up often doing is adding to it. Um, they, it was God plus um, ritual cleansing, God plus the tradition of the elders, God plus. So, so their error was an equal and opposite direction. If the, if the Sadducees ignored the word of God oftentimes in their quest for social acceptability, the Pharisees added to it in their quest for um, control and authority over the people. So what, what do these things have in common? I mean, I think that's the question we're asking, because I do think Jesus here is, doesn't have just a specific teaching or doctrine in mind when he warns the Pharisees, I mean, he warns the disciples about the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, I think he is, he's referring to a whole worldview. He, he's speaking of an approach to scripture that while manifested differently is fundamentally the same on the part of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And this posture is one, I think, that could be boiled down to saying this, neither of them accepted the word of God on face value. N neither of them were content to just simply receive the scriptures um, for what they are, their plain sense, to examine their hearts and lives in light of those scriptures, and then to confess their sin and repent when their lives were not in conformity to the word of God. That was not their posture. Their posture, rather, was to see the scriptures as a means to something else, right? Now, for the Pharisees, for the Sadducees, they, they were an obstacle to be worked around, right? They, they were an obstacle to, to social discourse and acceptability with Herodians and the Roman authorities. They were the wealthy, the elite. And so for them, scriptures were meant to be explained away. For them, scriptures were oftentimes ignored. For them... Um, they were acknowledged when it was convenient and when it sort of elevated them, but when it was inconvenient, it was something to sort of uh, let slip away. The Pharisees, on the other hand, their posture was in not taking the word of God at face value. They felt like they had to add things to it. 
less people become too comfortable, less people become antinomian, less people become this and that. Instead of just letting the word of God speak to what it speaks to, and then letting those things that it doesn't speak to be a matter of conscience, they instead wanted to exert their will over the life of the people. And this was the means by which they held on to power. It was the means that they held on to status. It was the means that they held on to this sort of power grip over the lives of the people. Again, the way the Sadducees and Pharisees approached the word was different, but it had at its heart the same kernel, the same kernel of unbelief of not um, attending and taking seriously the word of God at face value. It was an idolatry in two different directions. So what is Jesus saying here? He's saying, disciples, be on, be on your guard of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, meaning their hypocritical posture to the word of God. Instead, let the word of God make its home in your heart. So all of us have a fundamental decision to make when it comes to the teaching of God's word. Um, we can either bring our agenda to it and dictate to it, or we can let it have its claim and say over our hearts that it makes a home in our hearts. I can't remember who said this. I think maybe it was, I think it was John Piper, maybe R.C. Sproul. But this idea that is the word of God a, a guest in your home or is the word of God a permanent member? In other, in other words, does, does the word of God have to wedge its way up and find a, a tiny spot at your dining room table? Or do you rearrange all the furniture so that it has the prominent place? That, that's the idea. And so Jesus is, is saying, be on guard against the, the leavenous, I just made that word up, uh, influence of a teaching or a posture to the word of God that mocks the word of God that puts man over and above the word of God. And, and of course, this is something we all must be on guard for because we all have blind spots, we have biases, we have things we bring to the text, we have different ways of wanting to explain away clear teachings or we wanna add to things because of fear and anxiety. I mean, there's a whole host of ways this manifests itself, right? But the point here is to say, and encourage us, ask us to think about, is the word of God a sort of unwelcome guest or is the word of God the, um, the does the word of God have the seat of prominence, okay? Now we understand we don't worship the word of God, we worship Jesus. But the way Jesus speaks to us, the way Jesus leads us, the way that he is our king is through his word. All right. That's all for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll be back into focus here, literally, and um, look forward to seeing you then. Let's pray. Father, show us where this, um, this disease of man-centeredness um, impacts the way we even read and look at your word. So Lord, help us in that. Give us grace in that. And we ask now that 
you would um, show us the joy that is to be ours when we fully embrace you and your word. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.